In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our text is the Gospel reading which you've heard. You may be seated. A few weeks ago, we heard the parable of the sower, where Jesus warns us against the attacks that Christians will undergo that will threaten their faith. You're familiar with the parable, so you'll remember that Jesus speaks of the birds that come and snatch the seed away, the shallow soil that prevents roots from digging down into the ground in order to support the plant and scorched by the heat, and then the last kind of soil that is thick with thorns and thistles and it chokes out the plant as it grows. These threats, Jesus tells us, are the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature working to destroy the faith that Jesus has planted in our hearts by his word. What we see in our text for today, however, is how Jesus himself goes under these temptations also and is our conquering champion against this anti-trinity of devil, world, and flesh. So the first temptation Satan lays before Jesus is to turn stones into loaves of bread after Jesus had been fasting for 40 days. In my mind, this seems like this is probably the best that the devil has. We know that from the scriptures, Jesus fed thousands with just a few loaves of bread and fish, that he could turn water into wine. We heard in Sunday school about the manna and quail in the wilderness and all the other miraculous feedings that God does in the scriptures. Our lectionary wants us to remember that in the Garden of Eden, it was by eating what God had commanded the man and the woman not to eat that the fall into sin occurred. So Jesus responds from the Bible. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, there's a solid connection here between the fall and Jesus' own temptation, especially with this passage from Deuteronomy chapter 8. Because the Hebrew word that in the Bible verse that Jesus says, where he says, man shall not live by bread alone, that word in Hebrew in Deuteronomy 8 is the Hebrew word for Adam. God in the flesh is telling Satan that man, Adam, shall not live by what he eats, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus is portrayed here as a new and better Adam that would not take what God had not given to him. Jesus here is depicted as putting his flesh into subjection under the word of God. In the second temptation, the devil tells Jesus to throw himself down from the pinnacle of the temple. Now, what Matthew doesn't tell us is that would have put Jesus in a very public place where there would have been crowds and crowds of people to witness this miraculous fall if the angels did indeed guard Jesus from striking his foot against the stone. On top of that, there was a Hebrew interpretation of the Old Testament book Malachi, the very last of the prophets writing in the Bible, 
that said that the Messiah would reveal himself by standing on the roof of the temple. The Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, Malachi writes. Surely, Jesus could have taken this opportunity to prove himself beyond a shadow of doubt before his ministry even begins in full to prove himself to be the Messiah and to avoid all of the suffering and all of that cross stuff that happens later on. But Jesus will not avoid the cross. Hebrews 12 tells us that Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising its shame, and is seated at the right hand of God. Jesus, in the end of Luke, tells us that it was necessary for him to suffer, to die, and on the third day rise from the dead. Satan's pathetic attempt to redirect the saving work of Jesus for enticing him for the love of the world Fail, it falls on its face. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And then finally, in a last-ditch effort, which reveals the devil's real insanity, Satan offers Jesus all of the kingdoms of the world and all of their glory just in exchange for the one little act of worship. That if Jesus would simply bow down and worship the devil... He would hand all of the world over to Jesus. Imagine the gall that was necessary for Satan to offer Jesus what he had already stolen from him in the fall and what by right belongs to our Lord. The psalmist teaches us that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The devil would not steal the glory and honor that belonged to God himself. Now, it's possible that Jesus endured more temptations than the gospel writers recorded. There are a lot of theories about this floating around in the early church. Luke tells us that Satan departed and waited for a more opportune time to tempt Jesus again. But regardless of that conversation. What we do have in these three temptations of Jesus are the three kinds of temptations that we ourselves endure, that Jesus warned us about, again, in the parable of the sower. The devil, the world, and our sinful flesh all are working in concert to pull us away from the one true God, and Satan is the conductor of all of it. Here, in this temptation narrative, the devil's mask slips a little bit, revealing what we have always known about Satan. That even though the finer details of the temptations may change, his tactics never do. They're always the same. So, even more importantly, however... This reveals a deeper spiritual and scriptural truth that Jesus wants us to take home today. This passage about Jesus' temptation, his endurance of these temptations, his rebuttal and rebuff of Satan, is for your comfort, dear saints. The writer of Hebrews 
picks up on this for us when he writes, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us in our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. As I said, we don't have a record of absolutely every way that Jesus was tempted during his earthly life. St. Matthew, though, does provide us with an outline of all of, the Satan, all of Satan's attacks against our Lord. He was tempted, Hebrews says, even as we are tempted. Many of you probably saw or heard about the Super Bowl ads about Jesus, the he gets us ads. Did you see those? Well, this simple statement, he gets us, is, in fact, most certainly true. He gets us because he has been where we are. He has felt the pull of the devil and the world. He has felt the abuse of those who hate him and the betrayal of those that he loves. He has felt the loneliness and the abandonment of his friends. He has felt the sheer terror of being forsaken by his God in heaven. Jesus was tempted as we are tempted. He knows our weakness. He gets us. He has been where we are. But even more than that, Jesus did not sin, as we so often do in our temptations. He kept the faith, even when we have not. And so now, when we are tempted, we can draw near to him. We can cling to him in times of need in order that we would find grace and help in those trials and temptations. St. Paul says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation... He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. People loved by God, Jesus is our champion in our fight against the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature. We cannot put our trust in ourselves. We can't hope that the next time that the devil comes knocking or the world offers us something more attractive or our flesh fears standing up for the truth of Christ, and we, we're hoping that we'll just do better or be stronger next time. No. Our strength, the only place that our strength comes from in this battle against the devil is from Jesus himself. And not even Christ in his might, but our strength comes from Christ in the weakness of of his flesh as he suffers the pangs of a 40-day fast or perhaps even weaker as his lifeblood was poured from his sacred veins as he hung on the cross dying for your sins and the sins of the whole world. St. Paul tells us that Christ's power is made perfect in weakness. And it is through the weakness of Christ on the cross alone that we are saved from hell and from the might of the devil. 
People loved by God. Jesus endured the temptations that are thrown at us in order that he would master them and that he would rescue us out of them. He can't be found in yourself, or help can't be found in yourself or in your own ability to try harder and just pull yourself up by the bootstraps next time. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. In Jesus' name. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord.